0: This is the Herbalists Without Borders Herbal Action Podcast, connecting you to our global network of like-minded folks who believe in health justice for all. HWB is a nonprofit devoted to providing compassionate care to communities in need. We believe that healthcare is a right, not a privilege. I'm Denise Cusack, Executive Director of Herbalists Without Borders, thanks for listening. Nicole Rose is an organizer, grassroots herbalist, and agroecologist living in England who has been active in struggles for human, animal, and earth liberation for over 20 years. Nicole did a three and a half year prison sentence at 21 after progression of state repression against the campaign to close down Europe's largest animal testing company. She's been supporting loved ones in prison for over 15 years and is founder of Solidarity Apothecary, supplying free plant medicines to people experiencing and recovering from state violence and repression. She is also the author of The Prisoner's Herbal, which we'll talk about in a minute. So thanks, Nicole, for taking time to chat with us today.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, so to start, it seems like a lot of activism as herbalists um, is about protecting and helping people during and after public events, but it's also really about repression and empowering people ongoing. I know a lot of herbalists are interested not only in the idea of mutual aid and solidarity, but also healing trauma that's deeper than just one single event. So tell me a little bit more about your work in that area.
1: Yeah, so I um, started the Solidarity Apothecary, to support people experiencing state violence. Uh, so that could be like arrests, trials, uh, deportations, um, prison, and like recovering from prison. Because I I see kind of state violence as a form of trauma that's not necessarily recognized as others. So for example, if you know if someone's in a in a relationship and there's domestic violence, like it's quite well documented the effects of that on people, right? And how harmful and damaging and traumatizing that is. Whereas I feel like the kind of broader systemic forces are less are less seen because they're more, more like normalized in our culture. Um, I mean, obviously they're all like super connected. So yeah, the aim of the apothecary is supporting people recovering um, and experiencing like that level of kind of uh, trauma and violence. Um, and part of that is also supporting like frontline organizers. Um, I mean, I guess that's cause it's my background, right? And that's my, my crew, my family, my networks. Um, but I find that lots of people engaged in that work are incredibly burnt out, incredibly exhausted, traumatized themselves, right, from different things, whether that's getting arrested on a demo and experiencing police brutality or seeing their loved one go to prison. Um, so for my work, like I want to vid- like visualise that kind of violence and show practical ways that we can support people with plant medicines, like through those times, uh, because I feel like it makes us stronger and more resilient, um. And yeah it's about like care and mutual aid and this ultimately is what led me to write the prisoners herbal because i wanted to create a community resource for people that have been kind of like disappeared by the state into prisons right which is millions of people around the world so yeah that's that's my work in the world which is amazing
0: <laughs> i really enjoy reading it too so do you mind if we jump right into prison life um oh, yeah it, it seems like that environment just cuts people away from self-care and healing and so how do you see herbalism as um that element that helps empower people
1: yeah like it's hard to explain if people haven't been to prison or had loved ones in prison but i feel like prison is the absolute opposite to care in every way shape and form um just on like so many levels, right? Like intimate personal relationships, like your health, uh, your education, your livelihood, it's like all the opposite. It's completely like degenerative, if you know what I mean? It's not like positive and life affirming. Um, and when you're inside or like when I was in prison, you lose your your agency dramatically, right? Like you don't have any control over your life. You're completely controlled by this, this system. And even for the smallest things, you have to kind of like agitate like the authority figures to give them to you so if you want like a sanitary towel you have to like ask an officer and wait for them to get it for you and it's like just this like constant back-to-back kind of disempowering experiences and I feel like herbalism at least for me in my life has been like so the complete opposite it's like learning about plants is super empowering growing them is super empowering like making teas trying things is just like it just feels so great to be able to support yourself like that, and I feel that herbalism can really give prisoners some kind of agency. So, for example, when I was inside, like I'm, I obviously had to eat this like toxic food, right? Like gross fried chips, pasta, da da da. Like not a fresh vegetable in sight for like months and months. But I could also supplement that diet with with plants that I found in the in the prison gardens, right? Like chickweed and dandelion and nettles. And so that for me was really empowering that I didn't have to line up in a meds queue and ask for a painkiller when I had period pains because I could just have a dandelion root tea and I knew it was going to help me. Um, And I also feel like the other aspect of this beyond like practical medicine making is, it's just really empowering to have like relationships with plants. Like We all know that, right? Listeners of this podcast, Herbalists, we all know that. Like we all have our like best friends in plants, but when you're in prison, I feel like that takes on a completely different like force because you're like completely separated from like landscapes you know I didn't see a tree for 2 years right and and so plants in the garden there like they I didn't know like they just have a different power like I can't explain it um it's like they're such embodiment of resistance because they're able to like be alive in this system which is so violent which is like literally killing people around you hey like People on your wing are like killing themselves or dying from medical neglect or whatever. So, you're seeing these plants that are like able to survive in these environments. It's super beautiful. And I feel like, yeah, like herbalism also creates such a sense of belonging that you're connecting with plant communities, which is obviously like giving you a sense of belonging. But you're also, once you learn about herbalism, you're connecting with like heritage, right? Like, you're trying to understand how your ancestors made things for themselves and yeah like I feel that's like quite a powerful tool of decolonization and like unlearning certain mindsets and stuff and yeah seeing that there is actually like evidence in human history that humans are like living in relationship with land and it's not just this like grim capitalism like prison society right um so yeah that's how I feel
0: yeah definitely and it is you know there's It's like they do everything they can to take away pleasure, or care, or the feeling that you have any control, Um, and I'm sure that that's intense. Um, So while in prison is when you started looking for, you know, more for herbs and spices, plants, weeds, and anything wild that you could find to help support yourself and, and your friends who are in prison as well. Um. so how did you get started in that you know and how easy was it to find you know more information or find more plants um, i know you just kind of talked about it a little bit but you know that's a big a big yeah, thing <laughs>
1: it's definitely not as easy as like getting out and being able to access like the internet right and all this stuff Right. most prisons you know you can't get online or anything um So I actually did a distance learning course in herbalism before I went to prison. And that was because the campaign that I was involved with to try and close this animal testing company down, like we were obviously super well versed in understanding the pharmaceutical industry. You know, I was constantly doing like media work and public meetings and talks about the tests they were doing on the animals, but also like the environmental pollution aspects, the like human health risks, like, you know, like all the layers of corporate control. And so that is what kind of motivated me to learn about herbalism. Um, But ultimately I did the course and I didn't have time to kind of apply that stuff in my life because it was like, bang, I'm in jail. (laughs) So suddenly Mm. it was weird that they kind of intersected at the same time. So when I was in prison, I guess I had a bit of an advantage of having studied this course. But ultimately, yeah, that was where I gained my practical experience. So I wasn't making things like tinctures or... Lotions and potions and salves and stuff. I was literally like, okay, how do I use these dandelion leaves? You know, I don't have like okay. Towards like halfway through my sentence, I managed to get a kettle as like a form of privilege. But other than that, it was very difficult to access anything to to make medicines with. And so you kind of learn, just like I don't know, like it's such a different approach to herbalism. It's really. It's really cool. Like, I'm really happy that I had that experience of working with plants in such like super direct ways with such limited resources because it makes you really creative. Um, But yeah, I just, I literally just started experimenting. So harvesting different things and like other people that worked in the prison gardens where I eventually got job, like they would tell me different things. And um, I remember there was this older woman, Helen, who was amazing. And she was like, we used to work out in the snow. Like we used to work out all winter. Um, I mean, this is like British winter, right? So you know, it's not like, <laughs> but like, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. But she would always have pepper tea, and she'd be like, you know, she'd be like mixing because pepper is one of the only things you could get, like salt and pepper, like with the, and you know, in the prison canteen. So she would like mix the pepper in the hot water, and you take it, and you would feel warmer, right? You'd feel. Yeah. It was like little things like that, like just people telling me bits and bobs, and then reading, and like doing another distance learning course in prison and, but yeah, it was also like, not back to front, but I guess maybe, I guess how some people would traditionally learn about plants, like things like dreams, like I had this dream about plantain. I didn't know plantain at all. I hadn't encountered plantain like in my books and stuff. And I had this dream about plantain telling me it was for woundage, which isn't really a word. And then like, I can't remember what happened, but I was on the gardens party and like, I cut my finger somehow. And then I remembered, oh, this plant, and I just stuck it on like intuitively. And then later on, like, I don't know, like two months later found, like got sent this herbal book and there was this thing about plantain being for wounds. And I was like, oh wow. So yeah, I would have like mad dreams about plants and I would sleep with this dandelion root under my pillow. And yeah, I guess.
0: Connection to yeah. earth again. Yeah. Yeah
1: um so yeah and then since i got out of prison i've just like self-educated really passionately and we organized these radical herbalism gatherings in the uk and um i just started last year i got accepted into a program to be a clinical herbalist so i'm kind of in my second year now which is really exciting so um yeah it's definitely been a journey
0: <laughs> yeah it's amazing journey um so i know you still visit all your friends in prison um have you seen the interest in you know plants and her- herbal health and self-care grow in in prison um, over time? Or
1: um, I think I think people in prison are like slowly recognizing the kind of therapeutic benefits of gardening, and I feel like a lot of my friends know for their mental health that they need a garden job. You know that they want to work outside, so it's like there is this again, this intuitive understanding of, oh, hey, I'm going to feel better in the garden than I am on the wing, you know, cleaning the wings. so. But yeah, like, I don't know, people in prison, it's hard to explain because the media has like such a certain view of prisoners, but really the people I met inside, you know, it was a mixture, like there was definitely people that had caused people harm and that weren't easy to get on with, but there were so many people who were so smart and so curious. I remember this um woman Shady who I used to garden with and she just was like a little kid she just be like oh tell me about this one Nicole and how do I take that and like ah oh, is this right and like she just like loved the plants and just would ask me like a million questions and yeah it's for people like her luckily she's out of jail actually she got a gardening job when she got out of prison and has stayed awesome. out Um, which is amazing. I'm hoping she might listen to this. Hi, Shady. I'll send you a link. Hi,
0: Shady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I do think people are interested in it. But unfortunately, it's not relevant, right? Like you, like I said, you post someone in a herbal book and it's all these beautiful pictures of plants in the forest and the meadows. And it's, like, heartbreaking to read books like that in prison, especially if you're inside for a long time. Um, But yeah, to be honest, I feel... I feel like things have gone in the other direction that my friends, like not all of them, but a couple of them particularly just over time have just declined so much in their physical and mental health. Like my best friend Sam developed anal cancer like three years ago and my other friend Taylor just like constantly tries to kill themselves and it's like, yeah, I feel unfortunately i would really love it if the prison's herbal inspires people and keeps them alive but i think the f- the overwhelming forces of captivity and the prison and the environment that it subjects people to i mean ultimately people they just go downhill right like even if yes. it's not a nutrition deficiency it's something like severe like ptsd or anxiety right. um, yeah so that that kind of stuff's like it's pretty yeah it's pretty grim uh, in prison
0: and it's hard because, you know, they say that, you know, prison on one hand is for a punishment, but it's also to rehabilitate, quote unquote, rehabilitate people. But if you drive people into a loss of hope and trauma, I don't know how they expect people to be successful or have a life again um, after they get out. You know? Yeah
1: yeah completely and i feel i feel like some people have said to me like they've made these little comments of like oh oh but look ev- look at everything you've done since you left prison you know like look how much you help people and you do all this prison abolition organizing and da 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 you did your permaculture course via distance learning in prison and it's like do you know what i did all that stuff in spite of prison you know like it's why didn't i just why couldn't i access a normal permaculture course you know before right anything? so I couldn't afford it, right? And you know, I was working eighty hours a week as a carer, and it was just like that stuff felt literally like people on another planet would do it. Like it was so great right. from my life. So yeah, and you know, like if you drop out of college and you, you know, whatever, like, and then you study in prison and people hold you up as this like shining example of rehabilitation, and you're just like, oh my god, like the prison authorities did everything they could to like block me Thank from you, sleep. right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, but at the same time, I think it's, you know, it's nice to celebrate that someone's made the most of that experience. But I think as a culture, we need to start recognizing the like brutal, like traumatizing nature of that environment on a human being, right? And exactly. like, <clears throat> I had a bit of a, after sort of 15 years of prisoner support, I had a bit of a breakdown this February. And actually finally got diagnosed with like complex PTSD after several years of like needing that diagnosis and not being able to explain how I was feeling and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, I got out of prison eight, nine years ago and it's still affecting me now. Right. I'm still nervous talking about it. I'm still like struggling to promote this book because I just can't think about prison anymore. So it's like we have to recognize right. the fact that the system has on like human beings. hey.
0: Forever after, yeah, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah. Well, I appreciate that you talk about it and the book is really amazing, actually. Um, So the book, speaking of, is Prisoner's Herbal and a lot of what you have in there is tips for making the most of what you can find. Like you said, you you know, not having all of these supplies and unlimited funds, right? Um, So a lot of what you use is what you could find in the canteen, weeds that grow everywhere and all of that. So it's not really just for prisoners, although the focus of your fundraising and all of that is getting it to prisoners. But it's really for anybody who wants to find like, like tangible ways to connect with plants and use them if they don't have a lot of other resources. So um, kind of tell me more about that, like the focus of what you use in the book.
1: hmm um so like yeah the i guess the book is structured around like how to prepare plant medicines in prison but really that could be tangible for anyone of how to prepare plant medicines so how to make teas infusions foot baths like you know soaking a cloth in a tea and wrapping it around you could be a a compress right so it's yeah it's just about being like creative about the materials you can get and then like I've got like 10 profiles of plants and you know they're not all weeds there's also like roses in there because there was a lot of roses in the in the main prison courtyard where I was um but most of the plants are pretty much available like all over the world right like dandelions nettles chickweed um and I think this kind of I can remember like which herbal teacher I heard say it or where it was or which book but this idea of like really getting to know a handful of plants really well. And I think that's still such a powerful learning for me that, you know, I've got an amazing medicine garden where I live now with like tons of plants, but like I still just like return and return and return to like certain ones, you know, like I just I'll go somewhere and I'll just see a plantain and I just feel like, oh yes, like there's plantain here and it's Here you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the book is like a deep dive right into these plants and um, there's also a section about how to connect with plant allies because like before I got a job in the prison garden my access to the gardens was super limited it was maybe half an hour association once a day if you're lucky more often or not you don't get it because of the weather or staffing and so and I was only going out in the tiny courtyard not the main garden where I worked so you know, you literally got a lawn like five metres wide and you're lucky if there's like a handful of things popping up in there. So I wanted to include a section in the book for prisoners that can't like regularly connect with plants and also like other prisons, like they, you know, they decimate the plants with like Roundup and stuff, right? So I wanted to say that even if you can't like physically be with that plant or there's not enough of it to harvest, like you can still have that relationship. You can still hang out with them, chat to them, draw them, um, write a poem about them. Like, you know, there's like so many diverse ways to connect with plants, which I feel are often underestimated when we learn herbalism, because we're like blah, 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 properties, studying, da, da, da. And actually, like, I feel like this book is really about this, like, tangible relationship, you know, just kind of like literally getting back to the roots, right? Um, So, yeah, so I'd like to think that people on the outside can learn a lot from the book, too, hopefully. Yeah. And for every, like, book we sell on the outside, it will cover the cost of posting a free book to a prisoner. Um, so it's kind of like the rewards are doubled, you know? Like, you're learning this stuff, but you're also, like, enabling someone else to learn it, which I think is, like, a really nice model.
0: Right, exactly. So for um, you're selling both digital and print copies, and all of the funds for that are trying to get free copies to prisoners and prisons. And so, um, like you said, it's both, you know, people can find use for it for themselves i think but know that every single purchase is also helping get books to prisons and you're doing it throughout the uk and even in the us and possibly other countries as well um your goal is global
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean like obviously groups like Herbalists about borders it's it's so inspiring because it's so international and i would really love it if if this book could have that that kind of scale and that impact um so I definitely really welcome people if anyone is listening to this who'd like want to help translate it for example um yeah and like at the moment I'm working with this anarchist publisher active distribution and they're really great like they're just happy to to sell it kind of cost price of how much it costs to print which means we can shift it in like large volumes to prisoner support groups and projects that want to distribute it which is awesome so if anyone wants to kind of order that level of copies they can contact me or, or active distribution um, and like Katya and Rin from the Commonwealth herbal clinic in Boston have also kindly offered to be a kind of distribution hub so we'll send them like a big crate of books and they can post them out to different herbalists and things um, and yeah for like individual prisoners like, I just welcome people to, to just write me and say, oh, hey, could you could you post one to my friend? He, he's inside or she's inside or they're inside. Um, yeah, but again, it's like one disclaimer is that it is quite difficult getting books into prison. And every prison will have different right. rules. Like some only want them from Amazon. Some are happy with secondhand. Some aren't. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a game of like how... Right them in and luckily i've done a lot of prisoner support work so i'm kind of used to that level of like bureaucracy and faff but um hopefully we'll we'll definitely be able to get them inside
0: yeah and if there are any people listening that um work with prisoners and know um you know how to get access to getting these books into prisons um definitely contact her as well because i think that that's really important um that we all kind of use what we have to try to, um, reach people that otherwise, you know, people can say, I want this book in prison, but it's not going to do them any good if we can't get it there. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's really important, not only that you can raise funds to ship them to people, but you also get access to the people who would want to read them as well. So, um, so, well, so thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. Um, it's, I think it's so important to see herbs is like that, like you said, allies um, in so many different ways and not just in that, you know, kind of elitist way, which is fine. I mean, it's good to have many ways to use them, but to really kind of um, dig deep and understand um, plants, I think is really important for us. And um, I think it's a big empowerment tool for anybody, you know, I think, and which is why I love the book. And I think that um, it's really good to get it out to everybody. So I really appreciate you taking time
1: to oh, talk thank about you it. so much. Like, and I really appreciate, I mean, just all the work that Herbalists Without Borders does, it's like completely unending, right? Like it's all over the world. Hopefully, it's um, unending. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I know lots of herbalists are involved and respond to certain crises and disasters and all sorts of projects and working with people with PTSD, right? And veterans. And, right. And it feels really nice that, like, I can somehow bring like prisoners into that mix of this is a whole other group of people that like herbalist community isn't supporting right now and this exactly. is a way that we can build build that bridge and um yeah so i just want to say again like if anyone is listening to this and wants to connect i'm super up for getting these books out and you know talking more about this stuff and i think i'm going to write some content for you right about yeah like, yes <laughs> and staff and, and like health justice stuff so yeah but thanks again for all your time
0: um yeah thank you so to find out more about the solidarity apothecary and the prisoners herbal visit solidarityapothecary.org and you can also find out more about nicole her projects and the book on our website at hwbglobal.org under the podcast so thanks again thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the herbal action podcast Herbalists Without Borders is a network of herbalists, medicine makers, herb growers, herb schools and students, herbal business owners, plant conservationists, holistic practitioners, medics, those interested in holistic health and wellness, health justice activists, and anyone that supports our mission and wants to show their support or be a part of our network. Join as a member or donate today. Visit hwbglobal.org to find out more.